Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What are you laughing at? Are you pissed? <laughs> oh, great. Shall I order another gin and tonic? You're pissed, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> oh, hello. Can I order a gin and tonic, please? Um, single, please. Double. Sure, sir. Yes, yeah, single. Sure, sir. Lovely. Thank you. Double. Goodbye. Jordan, I've already had two. You know what I'm like. Oh, I've got Do Not Disturb on. Hold on, you sort your microphone. I'll take the Do Not Disturb off. Oh, whoops. What have you got Do Not Disturb on for? Why would you have that on if you're on your own? Why have you got Do Not Disturb on if you're on your own? Well, hello, I do this podcast. I just decided I didn't want anyone interrupting. But if they're bringing you a gin and tonic, not a problem. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, how do you tell someone you're not a huge fan of their new haircut? And what do you do if you've heard too much about the man your friend is in? And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more bourgeoisie, you're more picky tea. Oh, very good. Thank you to Cade. bourgeoisie? Uh, Well, it means middle class, which I take some issue with, Cade. Um, But for the the benefit of this, it, it worked. Bourgeoisie. Is that... Bourgeoisie. Does that mean middle class? Yes, in French, I think. Oh, look at you with your gin and de bonnet. You see, I really wish I had a gin and de bonnet. I'm having to make do with gin and tonic. Why didn't you bring de bonnet? Would I you? just didn't want to get caught at customs smuggling D into a country that isn't generally, by and large, happy with D. <laughs> They're not happy if boys like D in there, are they? No, exactly. They don't. They're not keen on that. Well, I mean, they're they're more tolerant than others, but. 
Who would tell us them to? Well, I think, you know, in, in amongst all of my... Um... <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm really, I'm really struggling already. <laughs> oh, this is, this is going to be... This is going to be fantastic, this. William's pissed already. We've not even done the toe. God help us. Ben's despairing. Can I just say, etiquette expert, mm. do you think this is professional to turn up to an appointment, a work meeting in this state? I'm on my holiday this weekend. I will get on to this. I've booked a little two week, little two weeks. Sorry, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> two day holiday. He's pissed. He's pissed. I wish you could see him. You know, when you ring me up whinging about Mike, now I'm on his side for once. <laughs> this is what he's got to put up with. I know, but the thing is, I don't. I don't really get tiddled at home. Tiddled. Anyway. You're more than tiddled. Let's toast to the 21st of June, because I hear, even news has reached me here in Amman, that that's going to be a pretty significant date for the UK. It's also Wendy's birthday as well. Is it? Mm. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> to the 21st of June. 21st of June. What's Jesus Wendy's plans? Christ. Don't know, I think she wants us all to go out there. Just had her on the phone before, actually. Oh, bless her. Guess what about... Uh, oh, let me guess, is it uh, the bathroom? Well, two things, actually. I rung her about my corned beef hash because I wanted to know if I could make it in the slow cooker. Yes, I saw your tweet. Um, it's like the hottest day of the year. It's a beautiful day here so far at the time of recording. Like, absolutely. Oh, oh really? Is it nice? What's the, what's the temperature? Um, I think it's... Let me have a look. What's the temperature, Ben? Proper day and I'm making a winter warm. 15 degrees. Oh, 15, nice. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What was what, it there? 28. Yeah, so shut up. Anyway, and then she said, oh, whilst, whilst I'm here, and she put me on phone to kitchen fitter. <laughs> she went, he went hey, uh, yeah, your, 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 mum, your mum's... Uh, he sounds She's got Spanish. some handles. She's got, yeah, it's called Juan. She's from Stockport. Went, your mum's got some handles. Um... He's not actually, he's not, he's from, uh, he's from Colm, or it might have been Nelson. What? Anyway. I don't know where any of these places are. So, I was speaking to him. I'm just taking a bite of my Disney chocolate that I got sent by Disney. Me that loves Disney. If anybody in this podcast was going to get free Disney merch, got to be because I'm always talking about them. Mm. They're, they're probably never going to send me any Disney merchandise. Have I ever done the story about... Me at Disney World on my own. No? What? No, maybe, well, maybe I'll do that next week. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I nearly got thrown out. You got thrown out at Disney? No, 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 no. You've completely missed a crucial word there. I nearly got thrown out. You nearly got thrown out at Disney? Well, oh, I'll do the story now. So what happened was um, about five years ago, we went on a large extended family holiday to America, which included a, st- a few nights in Florida. And my family said, we'll do- only do one night, at a- one day at a theme park. Let's all go to Epcot. Why would you do one day? It's well, Florida. Like, we- yeah, exactly. We- yeah, thank you. Okay, this is why we're friends. But also, if you Darling, to- I will go on the ride for one day, darling. But then it's eating into valuable mummy get pissed on champagne time. <laughs> so we will do Epcot, darling, and that is it. So... 
Anyway, like, why Epcot? I mean, Epcot. That's like, it's fine, but it's like, no, don't, no, okay? It's Magic Kingdom. That's what you do. So I said, I said, look, we've already bought the tickets, but there you can go into any of the Disney parks. So for my ticket, I'll go off to Magic Kingdom. You will go off to Epcot. So we, they dropped me at Magic Kingdom. They all went off to Epcot. Now, what I hadn't realised is that when you're on your own, as a sort of 24-year-old, slightly overweight, balding chap in neon yellow shorts and neon blue top, you basically look like a paedophile. And it was very, very hot, so I was sweating as well. And I just about made it through Peter Pan's flight, and I did white, I did Snow White's Scary Adventure. And then there was a new, they had just expanded Fantasyland at the time, and I thought, oh, there's a new ride here called Adventures with Belle. I'll do that, thinking oh. it was a ride. Well, it's not a ride. It's basically where you end up in a room, Belle comes out, and... All the little children, all the sort of four and five year old girls, get given no. cardboard plates and cardboard knives and forks, and you all walk no. round the room singing "Be Our Guest." Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service. To now that's guest. lovely if you've got your daughter with you, but when you're basically sitting there on your own, overweight and sweating, it's not a good look. So I went home. I think I told you this before, but my dad actually did get thrown out of Disney. Really? What did he do? Can I tell you? No. We were at Disney, right? And I mean, it, we were jet lagged, right? Mm-hmm. And we got there at like crack of dawn, seven o'clock in the morning. And then we'd done all rides and we were waiting for the big fireworks show. Are you going to listen to this or are you going to go on your phone? Oh, no, I'm not on my phone. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm just sorry. If I look like I'm spacing out, it's just because I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> we get there dead early. And we're waiting for fireworks, and we're all a bit jet-lagged, a bit tired, a bit crammed. And you know what it's like if you've ever been, the characters come up to you, and they're very in your face. And um, we were having our tea in some Italian restaurant, and some of the characters come in, and the whole whole cafe's like, oh, wow, yeah, look. And um, one of the characters comes up to our table, and my dad's eating his spaghetti meatballs, I'll never forget it. We had a mouthful of meatballs, he went, fuck off, goofer. <laughs> and um, Goofy was like doing all the because they're not allowed to speak so Goofy was there with his big hands over his face like oh, and he's over his ears and yeah. so he didn't get thrown out but we nearly did there you go you and my dad have got something in common well may- maybe maybe I can take Graham yeah. into Adventures with Belle and Graham can hold my hand as I walk around the room with a plate singing Be Our Guest Remember, if you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address for that is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Now, we have some very important news to share with you, but we'll be doing that shortly. Uh, This is particularly important if you have got tickets for our tour. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out what we're about to say, but there is some excitement and light at the end of Jordan's long tunnel that we will be revealing shortly. Don't bring my tunnel into this. Anyway, how's your week been? Yeah, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty average. Um, I recorded, um, I recorded for uh, Celeb Juice this week. Oh, right. With Keith Lemon. Uh, yeah, I never miss it. That was fun. Um, that was that was the one show that I wanted to do. 
and it was everything and more. It's everything that I've wanted to do and more. Uh, I can't really say too much. I mean this in a very respectful way, but that's quite low career aspirations. No, I mean, no, it's not. It's a great show. And it, I've always, like, when, and I, I knew it would be a laugh, but I didn't think it would be that much of a laugh. Like, I, 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 I'd laugh from start to finish. It was great. Right, well, great. Do you laugh more on our on our tour, or do you laugh more on Celebrity Juice? Don't answer that. Yeah, probably best not answering it. Are you going to tell everyone about your bloody fancy hotel with your doorbell as well? Well, as you know, I'm in Amman. And for a weekend treat, I thought, again, I'm very fortunate that I'm in this country and able to sort of have a bit more liberty than back home. So basically I've put myself up into a a very nice hotel for a a two-night stay, of which I'm on night two. Are you paying for that? Yes, I'm paying for that, yeah, personally. Um, seeing as I haven't had a holiday. But, I mean, this, this this room has one as well. But you and I were messaging earlier on in the week and um, my doorbell went. It was my laundry being returned. And you went... It was a proper ding-dong doorbell. It happened in last week's episode as well. You obviously just didn't notice it. But you were like, oh, dead fancy, having a doorbell. Surely all hotel rooms, other than, like, your budget ones, have doorbells. No, they don't. I've stayed in fancy hotels before and never had a doorbell. We didn't have a doorbell in Paris de Hotel. Paris de Hotel. <laughs> what? Hotel de Paris. <laughs> <laughs> oh! There goes mine. Was that actually a doorbell? Back. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'll tell him that. <sighs> stay at this carpet. I need to give it a good over. Oh, don't rush. You're all right. There's two people that do me head in pissed. It's my mum and William. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you even imply that I've got a problem? My mum ain't got a problem. I love her to bits, but you know what she's like when she's had a drink? Oh, God, do not get on the end of, wrong end of her tongue if you've had the... <laughs> she's got a sharp tongue when she's had a drink. She went, don't you start. I'm like, mum, I'm not. Well, you're about to. So, right, I'm going to bed. But Ben's just made a good point. He said, is your back hurting? Is my back hurting? Yeah, he asked me. He said, is my back hurting? I went, why? He went, some carry in this episode. Um... Did Ben just say that? <laughs> oh, Ben's such a bitch. That's why I like him as well. Um. <laughs> doorbells. I promise you, we didn't have a doorbell in Hotel de Paris and we've been to, well, we, been no, to fancy hotels. I, I bet you we did. We didn't. I've been. I've stayed in fancy hotels. What was the... Okay, other than Hotel de Paris, what was a fancy hotel? Uh, stayed in one of the top ones in Edinburgh. I stayed in the, one of the... Which um, one in Edinburgh? The... Like one of the, I forget what the it was Balmoral? called, but it was fancy. No, other one, it's Station. Don't roll from Station. One of the three Premier Inns? No, it was in Edinburgh. Anyway, I've stayed, trust me, hotels in England don't have... Doorbells. <laughs> Thanks for that considered pause. Well, okay, well, I, I love the fact that you think it's a, that's a sign of a... Uh, of a, a luxury hotel. I think they're fairly standard. We'll be interested to see what the Gene Divas think. Something that had... Did, did, 
that happened literally about half an hour ago. It's actually happened to me twice during my time away, but it happened just a minute ago at dinner before before this. Is uh, I ordered a pudding, and on the menu there was before your tea, before my tea. Yeah, it's oh god. No, but there's a time difference. You are aware that's how the world works. Yes, have you had your tea? I've had my dinner. What have you had? I had a wagyu steak with parmesan chips, creamed spinach, and sautéed vegetables. A steak with a wagon wheel on. It's <laughs> a world out there, isn't it? And then I had date pudding, and I said, oh, may I have the date pudding? And the, and the waiter went, oh, that is an Amani speciality date pudding. I was like, oh, great, okay, lovely, thank you. And then I eat it, and he comes up and goes, are you enjoying it? Amani speciality. Everything from Oman. The dates, the vanilla in the ice cream... Omani special. I mean, it was sticky toffee pudding. I mean, I don't want to break it to them, but we have we have that pretty much in every other country. Um, I was like, mmm, delicious. Oh, never tasted anything like it before. It what? It genuinely was sticky toffee pudding. That's weird. I bought dates this week and I've had them. Oh, maybe if it wanted to get a bit closer to me, because you know there's so much distance. Mm. Yeah. Interesting that you say about um, dinner and tea, because uh, I believe you spoke about that on uh, on another podcast that you went on. Did I? Oh, um, private parts with Jamie. Jamie, like. oh, I see. Jamie. Yeah, good lad, Jamie. Yeah, I mentioned you. Don't don't get a face on. I mentioned you. No, you were you were very nice. I mentioned you on every bloody podcast I do. Actually, I know. Excuse me, I get mentioned. You get mentioned in every interview I do. They go and and I can't let you go without asking, how's Jordan? <laughs> And now I just seem to make up, just for my own sanity, I just like make up little fun fun facts that are completely not true and see who runs with it. Such as? You have to listen back to some of my uh, my interviews on Wickham Sound. That's reminded me, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, William keeps cracking the same joke every time we do an interview now or um, every time we have a client meeting. Basically, we're having a lot of important meetings at the moment. William cracks the same joke. Yeah, so basically, I did uh, an interview on BBC Three Counties around about the November, December time, and our listenership's gone up, so we would love for you to sponsor the podcast. It's like, yeah. I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a peak in listenership around about November, December, and I really do think it was a, a, an interview I did on BBC, Cumbria. BBC Local Radio. <laughs> So I have to pretend to laugh like I've heard it for first time. <laughs> Oh, shut up. First time you heard it, you laughed. <laughs> Practically a couple, aren't we? Yes. Um, yeah, well, how does it feel to be cheated on for once? I you know how I feel. Well, I mean, it's it's fine because it's just a one-off. Or you were on two episodes, weren't you? But it was, you know, it's just a one-off occasion. Um, I, can, I can allow you, Jamie and Francis, to play with your private parts without me. That's not a problem. Can I just say, lovely lads, but... They were so posh. They made they made it sound like you'd been to Borstal. <laughs> Honestly, they were like, "What's a pot noodle butty?" Well, it was when it was when they were referring to uh, I can't remember what it was, but they they genuinely I actually realised that they had never actually been outside of the south. Whereas, obviously, as you know, well, you and I met in Manchester. Uh, I like to feel that I am slightly rooted in in the here and now. Um, but no, it was it was a fun interview, and thank you for all the nice things you said about me. Anyway, 
What's up with your face, Deirdre Barlow? <laughs> for those of you that are listening now, uh, we've got a new nickname for Ben. It's Deirdre Barlow. Basically, Ben's got a new nickname. It's Deirdre Barlow because when he's got his glasses on, he looks exactly like Deirdre Barlow. And we've decided, well, I've decided, I've made an executive decision. We're going to get a picture of Ben behind some cell doors <laughs> with the free producer Ben or let producer Ben speak t-shirt. Should we do that? You know, like when Deirdre went to prison. I can't do it again. I can't. Oh, oh, Deirdre sounds very much like Mikey when Mikey's <laughs> upset and missing you. <laughs> I can't do it again. I just can't do it. I can't cope. Oh, I'm missing my little flower pot. Very similar. Anyway, <laughs> producer Ben, go on our socials and have a look. With his glasses on, it's the double of Deirdre Barlow. And it's always, always, always great to see when you're recording a comedy podcast, your producer sat there with a face like a slap to us. <laughs> so we must be doing something right. <laughs> oh, bless him. I mean, we, <laughs> we love him, but very funny podcast today, guys. I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but my, my left nostril twitched slightly when you made a joke. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Oh, very good. Okay. Send me over the audio. See you next week, guys. Very good. Very strong. God, what am I? Deirdre Bar- I don't know how to appeal to a young audience. Don't people know who Deirdre Barlow is? Deirdre they Barlow may not. Some character. of our continental listeners may have absolutely no idea. She was a character in Coronation Street. Do you reckon we get those T-shirts printed at Producer Ben? I mean, I think it's quite a niche reference. The D&D Divas will get it. Right, we're going to put a picture up when you're listening now. Go on our socials. We'll see a picture of Deirdre and a picture of Ben and the double of each other. I can't! I can't cope again! I can't do it! My mum and dad always mm-hmm. used to get me to do, when I were a kid, so, they always used to get me to do me Deirdre Barlow impression, my um, Bill Clinton impression. Your Bill Clinton Vicky, impression? Yeah, and Vicky, who lived across the road from us. <laughs> Three, three very similar people. I was always a bit of a show off then. Mum and dad would be having a party and they'd be going, do you? Do you, Deirdre Barlow? Very, you can tell I was born in the 90s. I can't do it, can I can't, I can't do it. And then my Bill Clinton impression. Bearing in mind, this was like when I was seven, eight-year-old. Right. I did not have a sexual relationship with that woman. Indeed, I did have a sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky. And... The woman who lived across the road from us. Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? (laughs) (laughs) Can I borrow your potato peeler, Wendy? (laughs) Wendy, can I borrow your potato peeler? (laughs) (laughs) Was it always a potato peeler? Yeah. (laughs) Why couldn't she buy her own? They're only like a pound. Well, you don't know what it's like back in my day. We used to borrow each stuff. It's the north. Once, me, once my mum took us all across road. <laughs> Shame, my mum took us all across road on a Monday morning. No, just before school, Monday morning, freezing cold, and we were there outside Vicky's house with our toothbrushes, and she was squirting toothpaste onto our toothbrushes because we'd run out. <laughs> Vicky, it's me. I've run out of toothpaste. We just and Vicky were there at door squirting us. Keep. Old still, old still, we are. Yeah. Proper childhood. <laughs> we've, we've literally gone totally off script today. We've got nothing that Ben... Literally, Ben's written down. We've not done a thing Ben's written down here. Oh, dear. It's weird that. I, like, I do impressions now with people, and they're not even that good. Well, you only do but... about five. 
you 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 have a cast of fifty that you do the impressions of, but only five voices that get attached. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> groups of ten have the same voice. That's not true. Is it? Uh, give me give me a, just give me two sentences and Deirdre Barlow. Oh, can I can't do it? Can I can't? And just give me two sentences of Mikey. Oh, Miss Millicle Flowerpot, where is he? He's in a man garden and I'm missing him. Totally different. Where is he? I'm like, Mikey, calm down. Just uh, give me a couple of sentences of me. Darling, how are you? Did I tell you I've got a doorbell on my hotel? And give me a couple of sentences of my father. Fucking hell, right. Do you know what I say? Get bloody... Fucking Silla Black on the television. Well, it's the same Sorry, impression. Not... You just put some swearing I cannot, in. I can only swear when I do your dad's impression. That's what Saturday Night TV's eating. Not a fucking idiot from Burnley eating kangaroo bollocks. <laughs> Meanwhile, your mum's going, Darlings, I'm sorry, I've burned the dinner. I was pissed. Sarah, it's fine. Again, just to clarify, they don't sound anything like that, but it's good for... <laughs> can we just move on? Yes, fine. Before we do William's Wacky Word of the Week, uh, QD William's Passive Aggressive Text of the oh, Week. Oh, what have I done now? Jingle. William Hansen is elegant and chic, and here's his Passive Aggressive Text of the Week. Ben asked William to post something about the podcast this week, and William sent this to Ben. I'd just like to point out that I was literally about to turn the lights out here in uh, Muscat because I'm four hours ahead of you. And I got your message and I thought, no, I'll post that now for Ben because Ben really wants that. And so, yeah, sorry I didn't, uh, you know, wake my brain up by writing anything too creative. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no, can I point out? Because Ben asked us to post a clip on socials, so I did it, literally on the edge of my bed, about to turn the light out. I posted it! I'm sorry, I didn't write anything funny. No, that's you being a, a passive-aggressive so-and-so again. Shall we go to William's Wacky Word of the Week? We shall. The word is... We've not done the jingle! Oh. I'm trying to move on from that. I'm trying to diversify. Here is my wacky word of the week. The word this week is Brummagem. Brummagem. And I'll tell you the definition after the break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hello, it's me, Jamie Lang, and I've got a new podcast, uh, and this time there are no gimmicks. It's just great company. Because the thing is, I realise the reason I love podcasts so much is because they're a great way to connect with people. Hello, I'm Youngblood. Joe Brand. I'm Paloma Faith. Jay Blades. Elizabeth Day. Zara Larson. Casper Lee. And I'm Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Great Company. Apparently. It's Great Company with me, Jamie Lang. Out now. Okay, thanks for sticking with us, Gene Divas. Um, it's currently, it's William's wacky word of the week, no. and the word is brummagen. It's William's wacky word of the week. What have I told you about doing that when I'm bloody trying to watch Cashin Attic? And you're doing that? I'll come in there and bloody wallop you. Bloody podcast. Every week we have this. I just want to point out, Mikey and I are not together in this country. Brummagem. It's an adjective. Can I guess what it means? Yes, go on. Brummagem. 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 Is it someone from Birmingham looking for something? Are they brummaging? Actually, oh, very close. It means cheap and showy. (laughs) I would like to apologise to... All of our listeners in the Midlands and Birmingham area, please do come and see us on tour. We are coming to Birmingham and we would love to see you there. Again, William's had three drinks. I would like to apologise. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned her, or as you'd say, tour. Um, tour. To, oh, don't, don't, you don't say tour, do you? It depends who I'm with. Right. <laughs> okay, G and Divas. Good news, bad news. We have some tour announcements to make, as mentioned earlier. Um, Obviously, the government's news in the UK last week does mean that we have to push our tour dates back. That is the bad news, but there is much good news. Everyone that has already bought tickets, they will be carried over to the new dates in September or October. And if that weren't good enough, we have a couple of new locations to announce to. So if you've got your tickets, listen close because you'll get an email in the next couple of days saying that it, they've been moved automatically to our October or September date. But if you don't get an email for whatever reason, contact the venue and if you can't make that date, you will get a refund. Right? And if you've been asking for us to come to your city, listen close because we're adding extra dates. When we announced the tour that has been pushed to these dates, I announced the venue and you did a little accent. Mm-hmm. Seeing as you love your accents so, so much and you're just so good at them. You announce it, I'll do the accents. <clears throat> we kick off on Tuesday the 28th of September in... Glasgow. Then we go to... Belfast. On the 29th of September. On the 30th of September, we're in... Dublin. 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 On the 1st of October, we go to... It's right good, Sheffield. I mean, that just sounded like you. On the 3rd of October, we're in... It's right good, it's Leeds. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a slightly higher pitch, Sheffield. (laughs) 
get out at road from Leeds. Get out at road. I like toast. <laughs> On the fourth of October, we are going to Cardiff. That's <laughs> where. This is why we hadn't gone to Cardiff sooner. That's lush, that is. That's Cardiff. (laughs) (laughs) You spent three weeks in Wales. Next one. Then it's another new date on the 6th of October. We're coming to... Newcastle. Newcastle. Not Newcastle, Newcastle. Why I, man? We're going to Newcastle and we're going to get... I can't do accents without swearing. We're going to get... I can only do accents when I can say the F word in their accent. We're going to get mortal... On the 7th of October, we go to... Who are his Bristol? It's just not Cheers. a accent. Cheers, Drive. Cheers, Drive. We're in the Ensign Rooms in Bristol, who are... Gosh, the tour's feeling long already when we even started. On the 8th of October... Good luck with this one. So, yeah. <laughs> We're going to Brighton. Another new date. I moved out there because it's like a bit cheaper than London and I wanted to set up my band and my tie-dye company. So um, I moved to Brighton. Actually, I've got a really good friend there called Ben. He's a producer. Um, I'm trying to get him to move out with us guys. So yeah, I was just thinking Ben is so going to end up living in Brighton. (laughs) Oh, oh, I say as a man. Oh, 100% walking his little dog on the Brighton front with his... um, Flat white every morning. Yeah, it's just nodded, saying that looks good. Right. Oh, we're still not there. 10th of October, we are in... Hey, up me duck. Nottingham. Then on the 11th of October, we go to... Put the baby on the table, it's Birmingham. Then we have two dates, the 12th and 13th of October, in... Just do your normal voice. From Manchester. What are you looking at, you little prick? What do you mean? You're doing a podcast in Manchester. Fucking wankers. And then finally, three nights in... I mean, do we go Cockney? Do we go... Well, it's West London. Darlings. Oh, God. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) Where's Sarah come from? (laughs) We're in London, so... We're in London. London, I moved here six years ago and I can honestly say it's the best thing I did. I moved to London six years ago. It's not all avocados. It's not all what people make out. It's a very, very good place. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've moved here six years ago and I've not worked, but Daddy sorts that out. So, Glasgow, Belfast, Dublin, Sheffield, Leeds, Cardiff, Newcastle, Bristol, Brighton, Nottingham, Birmingham, Manchester and London. We will see you in September and October. Seriously, um, I... I... We'll say this many times, I'm, I'm being genuine now. We, we've been on tour twice now and it's the most fun I've ever had in my life. I absolutely love it. And if you're unsure about coming, maybe speak to other some and Divas that have been because from what we gather, they have loved it as well. It, we, I, I promise you this, we, we do everything to put on a proper show and, and we do. So if you listen to the podcast, come and see us, come and enjoy the fun because we we try our best to make it 
a good night every single night. Tickets for the existing dates go on sale at 10am on the day that this podcast is released. The tickets for Belfast, Cardiff, Newcastle, Brighton and Nottingham go on sale on Friday the 5th of March at 10am. Jordan, where can they go if they need all the links to get a ticket for any relevant city? Go to sexandmadbus.com live for all the links you need to get a ticket in your city. Also, we know that there are even more of you who are nowhere near those places and we have something exciting planned that everyone can be involved in, but we can't share the details for that yet, so just keep listening. Right, finally, shall we get on with the listeners' problems? I mean, have we even got time? <laughs> well, it is It is the, the whole raison d'etre of this podcast, so um, probably... I think it's about time. Dear William and Jordan, I live in a rather upmarket area with my parents, the sort of place where rules are followed, you are considerate of the neighbours and having good taste is essential. Sadly, a rather uncouth family, one you might describe as new money, has moved into the complex. Oh my God, this is you. (laughs) This is from Sheridan. Shut up, he's called Sheridan. Their sons run amok and play football close to mine and their neighbours parked cars, despite the fact there's plenty of green spaces adjacent to our houses and there's a covenant that forbids all ball games. Their father attempts to park his hideous and giant builder's van in a prime spot, ruining the view of the grand building we all call home. This has resulted in an unspoken agreement between myself and the other members of the community to park our cars in such a way to prevent this. However, their worst crime is the fact it's now mid-February and they still have their Christmas wreath attached to the front door. Should I sneak out in the dead of night and cut it down? Is it time for an anonymous note? Perhaps we should move before the house prices decrease further. Help, my neighbours are common. Yours faithfully, Sheridan. Okay, I'm going to come straight in here. This is exactly like the Norths when we moved to Penwitham. Okay. Which, hang on, but who were you? So... Were you you on Sheridan's side? No, I'm on the family side, right? So we moved to Penwitham, which... Is um, we lived on Where a, is that? We lived on a, an army camp in Blackpool, and then my dad got a job at Fullwood Barracks in Preston. So then we moved to Penwitham, and Penwitham's a very nice suburb in Preston. It's like quite, it's all right, you know. And we moved there, and the day we got out of the car, it I'll never forget. It was red hot, and the neighbours were just looking at us. I mean, don't get me wrong, my dad had a vest on, and we had a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, so it, you know, pretty much. All you need to know. But they were horrible to us. They made us feel like crap. And I'm, honestly, so my my advice is to to be nice to them and to try and bed them in because we left that street about a year later, honestly. I mean, my dad did threaten to knock one of the, the dads out because he was being a knob. And my brothers did um, put salt on his grass. But the point was, is... <sighs> Um, I'll never forget it. I prompt this is so we'd moved there, right? And we were unpacking, right? And me and I, me and our this honest God truth, me and our Dominic and our Brad are playing football on front, mm-hmm. and um, this guy comes out, little fella, tiny fella, bald head, and he went, uh, "No, no, no ball games around here. No ball games." And remember, our Dominic were like, "Ball games, just 
just kicking a football. What are you on about? We're not playing tennis or all. We didn't know what ball games were. <laughs> right. So we carried on playing and then he went, stormed across to my mum and dad's new house. My mum's unpacking. And I, I, I didn't didn't see or hear what had gone on. But all I remember is hearing the door <laughs> slamming and my mum just saying, oh, piss off. So he comes, I promise you, this is the day we moved there. So he comes storming across, right? Yeah. Ten minutes later, bloody copper turns mm. up in his car. I were about 13, so <laughs> them two were younger. They were about nine and 11, right? Copper comes yeah. and says, uh, a, a neighbour's complained, right? So copper got, so me and... We're still having this ball. We're still playing this ball game. <laughs> ball game. Ball game. <laughs> kicking it about, right? Copper goes, knocks on my mum and dad's door. Again, I didn't see or hear the conversation, but I just remember hearing the door slam, and this time my dad saying, oh, piss off to Copper. So on the first day, then something happened a few weeks later, and my little brother's um, put salt on his grass because he used to mow his lawn every Friday. And he used to mow his lawn every Friday with a glass of wine in his hand. So my brothers killed his grass with salt. Oh wow! And they always made us feel horrible, and we weren't, you know, we were a bit rough around edges, but we weren't. We, we we were polite and stuff. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I I don't have much to to say on this because my, as I've said before, growing up, my neighbours were cows. I mean, yours were too, but mine were in a field, and um, that sort of cow. So we never had to deal with sort of problem neighbours. We never fit in. But I would I would say in answer to Sheridan's question that exactly to what Jordan said, be as nice as you possibly can yeah. to them, kill them with kindness, treat them with respect, and then go round in the dead of night, cut down the wreath, they'll never know it's you. Mm. That we had this dog called Claret, it was a Staffordshire Bull Terry, it was wild, it used to... Oh, sh- I mean, you'd like, it's just so... How many, <laughs> like, stereotypical Burnley boxes can you lot tick? <laughs> Honestly, it was... Your I'm, dog was called Claret. Yeah, it's a staffy. My dad used to oh. walk it. My dad used to walk it. But sometimes it'd get out. It used to escape. It just used to shit everywhere. So, we, um, again, we weren't... The dog or your dad? We, the dog. And we weren't dragged up, so we used to have to go, go. It was uh, a nightmare. And then I remember once one of the families went to their holiday homes in the Lake District... And my mum... Gosh, you really were out of place, weren't you? <laughs> my mum's friend come round. I won't name any names for legal reasons. My mum's friend come round and nicked all the hanging baskets. <laughs> 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 they come back from holiday and all the hanging baskets were gone. Was that Viv? Uh, <laughs> I remember going... I remember going round to her house and they were all outside her house. <laughs> About a week later. <laughs> oh, you can't make it up. Um, but Sheridan, in answer to your question, yeah, trick, kill them with kindness. Don't don't look down your nose at them, because that'll just get the backs up more. And then they'll nick your yeah. hanging baskets. Ball games. Uh, this next one is from Jade. Dear Jordan and William, I know according to William the names are the wrong way round, but I believe in the names being in alphabetical order. Sorry. I hope you can help me with my problem. Well, I hope so too, Jade. Not feeling that inclined at the moment. I have recently been sexting with a colleague for six to seven months. We find each other very attractive, but there are a few things getting in the way. Firstly, we live 15 miles from each other and work in different shops. And secondly, he has a fiancé. 
Last time we saw each other, things got a little bit intimate. Not the full shebang, but a bit touchy-feely if you catch my drift. I'm a little bit ashamed of myself, as this is very unlike me, and I have never cheated on anyone myself, but I also can't help how I feel about him. Should I stop all contact with him and try to forget the attraction exists, I don't want to feel like the other woman. Thanks in advance, Jade. Jade, I'm not going to say cut him dead like all your mates and close friends and family will probably say. They'll probably say, no, stop right now, stop right now. Exactly what you've told us, tell him. Say, you don't want to go on doing this. Is there a future for us? Or am I going to be the other woman? And see what he says there. But exactly what you've told us, tell him. And then go from there. William. Well, I'm, I'm going to take a harder approach to this, and not just because you got the names the wrong way round, but you need to stop uh, sexting, you need to stop yeah. anything else oh, I agree until with that. you sort this out. Yeah, I agree with that. Look, real talk, you're not going to be the first, and you certainly won't be the last person to kind of fall for someone that's with someone, and it's not nice, and it's not nice on that person, and, you know, you should feel bad because that's only human, but... Real talk, it does happen. And if you think this is going to go any further, then tell him. If he says not, it's just a bit of fun, then cut him cut him dead. Well, don't cut him actually dead. Just stop no, talking to him, delete him his number, block yeah. him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's clearly not happy. It, I I'm not making excuses for it because it's, it's bad. You know, he, he's got a fiancé. But he, he's clearly not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Jade. It's uh, it, it's uh, to me. It's quite obvious what you need to do, uh, and thank you for writing in because hopefully we have just given you that little push that you needed into doing the right thing. Our next letter comes from Ruby. Hello, gentlemen, and producer Ben, which I love because that implies that Ben isn't a gentleman. Oh, Ben's a gentleman. He's a polite. He is a gentleman. I know he's a gentleman, but I love the fact that Ruby's put that. Oh, ben, oh no, Ben looks nice. like he's going to cry now. Oh, oh no, Joe, Ben. dog eyes and his Deirdre Rashid. Oh, Jordan, you're making me cry with me Deirdre Rashid. Oh, no, she's Deirdre Barlow. I'm writing in with a question that's bugged me for quite some time. Four years, in fact. My ex-boyfriend and I broke up in 2017, and naturally I was devastated at the end of the relationship, but I knew I had to move on for sanity's sake. I removed him as a friend on Facebook and a follower on Instagram to gain closure. But for the entire four years since the end of the relationship, he repeatedly and without fail watches every single story I post, despite not following me. He even watches them on his work social media account. I don't mind him doing this as I don't have anything to hide and enjoy posting to interact with friends and family, so therefore I'm reluctant to make my accounts private. But he baffles me. Whenever I've spoken to him, he maintains he does not want to rekindle the relationship and it is over. So, are you able to offer any advice or reasoning for this? Is he just nosy or should I be more bothered about this? Help. I look forward to hearing your reply and can't wait to see you in London this year. Brackets. Now in October. Brackets. She hasn't written that, but I've put it in for her. All the best, Ruby. Um, I mean... He probably is just a bit nosy. And talking from experience, I know people, I know friends that still just have a look at their exes. It's just, you just do, don't you? Yeah, but I, th- I think what Ruby's saying is, is she can post something and then immediately he has looked at it. It's not like, you know, he's looked at it within the 24-hour cycle. It's just being nosy, that's all. And, and if it's making you uncomfortable, tell him. But 
Ah, you know, people do it. It's just being nosy. And if he's made clear that he doesn't want to rekindle the relationship, just so be it. Maybe if it's making you uncomfortable, tell him. Or if the worst comes to the worst, go private. I completely agree. Um, Ruby, you clearly still talk to him from time to time, based on your letter. So when you next talk to him, and he says, no, 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 it, you know, it's not, we're over it, it's never going to happen again, blah de blah you say, well, why are you always constantly looking at my story within the first few minutes of posting it? Just be blunt. See what yeah. he says. Oh, I bet you, if you get a new boyfriend and he's dead fit, and he posts pictures of you, I bet you won't like that. Oh, I see, sorry. <laughs> are you with me? I mean, you mean Ruby. So- yeah. Is your thought meant? Well, no, I thought you were talking to me. How pissed are you? We should probably end this. We should probably end this. This has been an absolute catastrophe of an episode. By the way, my family's not rough. I mean, we did tell Goofy to fuck <laughs> off and <laughs> my dad did threaten to knock one of our neighbours out. But and you lived rough. on a street where there was only one potato peeler. <laughs> you were that poor, no one could afford a second. I'm just... This, this is... This is now I'm letting you into my mind, Gene Divas. When we finish an episode, I go away, I have a drink and then I think, oh, I shouldn't have said that. We're not rough. Oh, wait, you've met my family. Yeah, no, I have I have met your family. They're lovely. Honestly, this this lad, right, basically set my brother's hair on fire, so my dad went round to his house. <laughs> right. My dad went round to his house, and his dad wouldn't... His dad wouldn't have a go at him, so my, my dad gripped him. I mean... Ashley and I used to recreate the Bible in be- with Beanie Babies. I mean, it was a very different upbringing. <laughs> I'd come off from school and be like, I got hit at school. My dad be like, do you not hit him back? Bloody go around there and hit him back. If you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at sextonmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextonmyboss.com. Or you can write to me and I will promise you a handwritten letter on my own letter-headed paper once I'm back from the Middle East. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. And Jordan and I will see you next week when hopefully I've tried out. Hello, Gene Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.